You're listening to The New Unfiltered. My name is Alexa Curtis, and maybe you know me from my former show on Radio Disney, Fearless Every Day, or my past podcast that helped me land my Disney show, This Is Life Unfiltered. Well, I'm back with a new show, and it's a little bit different because I'm encouraging you to call in and leave me a voicemail every week with what you're dealing with, and I'm going to help you overcome it. So call 909-979-3291 and leave me a voicemail with what you're dealing with. Maybe it's about business, friendships, relationships, or even school. And if I can't help, I'll bring in an expert who can. So once again, call me at 909-979-3291 and let's talk. Good morning, holiday Monday. A lot of you are probably home and listening to this on Labor Day, so happy Labor Day. If you are in the USA, feel like Labor Day is a US holiday. I probably sound like an idiot, but I'm totally fine with that. Um, Welcome back to the show. If you are new to the new Unfiltered, what is up? My name is Alexa Curtis. I know it said that in the intro, but I was a host of a show on Radio Disney. I started a new company called the Be Fearless Summit, but I started as a blogger. And to those of you who listen to This Is Life Unfiltered, my past podcast, thank you for sticking around through this new chapter and season, me relocating and going from LA and getting a place in Austin. It was a true transition period for me. A part of me a little bit regrets that I stopped This Is Life Unfiltered, but as I've kind of mentioned through past episodes of this new season and even on the last season, it just became way too overwhelming. So I am happy now to be looking at this podcast as something more that I'm not trying to necessarily monetize or regain this huge new platform from. I just want to continue to show you guys into my life and take you through this new journey. So there's been a lot going on. In the first episode of this season, I had just talked about how I newly relocated to Austin. I had to edit a lot of that episode because at the time I was single, I didn't have a lot of friends. I was talking a lot, which will also come up on an upcoming episode about how I had a lot of trouble here making girlfriends. So I just wanted to take you guys up into this part where I am. It's September 4th today when I'm filming this. So there's definitely a lot that's happened between now and March. First of all, I am in a relationship, which I don't think I actually was expecting. And I feel like I learned a lot through this journey. We actually met at WeWork in January. He is 32, so he's a little bit older than me. Worked on Wall Street for 10 years, and I was in a phone booth, I think, screaming. I hadn't even moved here at the time. Um, And he just started talking to me outside of this phone booth. And then over the course of like six months, I was coming back and forth. We were definitely playing games. I don't think he wanted to commit. Like when I met him, he was like, I don't want a girlfriend. And I was like, cool, I don't think I want a boyfriend. I had gotten out of this tumultuous always back together breaking up relationship with someone for the course of just way too many years especially during COVID if you can relate to that welcome to the party Uh, don't get back with someone just because it's convenient or easy trust me run the opposite way and so officially I think it's been almost now like two months and it's going really well and I feel like I wish that I had looked at other relationships in the way that I do with this one I don't think that I necessarily ever in my past looked at The interest in someone that's more of like a relationship type of interest versus a friendship is something though that should still be blossomed over a friendship. And I think that this relationship is just going really well and is continuing to just get better because of the fact that we are friends for so long. So I would say that if you 
are into someone or have met someone, allow yourself that period of time to just go out and be friends and have fun and not put a lot of strings or attachments to that. I can see that relationships in the long term and the scheme of things will be a lot stronger if you do become really good friends first. So now the career part of things. I feel like there's a lot of confusion sometimes still with like what I do or the different assets and sides of my company. So I want to walk you guys through exactly what I'm doing, the Summit company, as well as my personal brand. So I kind of try and explain my own company in two different ways. And I look at it as like, my end goal is still to be an Eleanor and Oprah. So when you look at an Eleanor and Oprah, you're looking at someone who is has a network talk show, which is still my end goal and always will be. Uh, but you're also looking at someone who has what, like a book and they have a nonprofit and they have a line of like cooking wear. So when, when people kind of join in, or follow me or anything that I do, I want all of you guys to feel the same way. Like anything that Alexa Curtis says or does or is influenced by, I want it to make you guys equally feel fearless and accomplished and excited about whatever you're trying to pursue. So hopefully that clarifies kind of the goal and concept behind why I want that talk show. But that being said, so I have my own personal brand. So the blog and, you know, my past podcast, this one, the college talks that I do that I had built up for the past 10 years. If you saw the Good Morning America segment, a lot of that was taking my story from the beginning until now. And so at this point, I could exist solely on being my own brand, whether that is getting hired to speak or whether that is getting hired to like do a podcast ad or an Instagram ad. I don't know that like getting hired is the right word, but collaborating with it. God, I hate that word collaborating uh, or getting paid to do whatever. Uh, I could live off of that. But when I started the summit program, I didn't have any expectations or even thoughts behind anything like mentor match. So building up that brand has been really challenging in ways for me because I didn't start in the tech world or even the startup world. Like the brand that I feel like I've made around myself has been so organic and wholesome. There really wasn't a lot of like backend coding needed or business plan. So I would say a sense of it is because I was so naive, which I highly encourage a lot of you guys to try and remain really almost vigilant and aware. But also, I don't think it's bad to not know what the end goal of an idea is. So you can be a little naive like I was when I started pursuing blogging and being in entertainment. So the Summit program now has taken really a life of its own. The Mentor Match program has gotten a tremendous amount of exposure. Now, I don't necessarily classify both of these brands as the same. I just look at them under the same umbrella, which is kind of like that Alexa Curtis umbrella, as I mentioned at the beginning. And I think a lot of very successful entrepreneurs are the same, right? Like Reese Witherspoon has, she started as an actress, but now she has Hello Sunshine and she has her book club. And so I think if you only allow yourself to stay in one area and not expand. You're only limiting the people who will either follow you or buy from you. And so I encourage any of you who have your own companies is to not limit yourself to one area and just constantly be potentially looking to expand in the right ways. So Mentor Match has garnered an insane amount of press. Now, my goal with Mentor Match was actually to turn it into an app. And so I am working on doing that hopefully in the next six months. Actually, yesterday in Austin, which is the reason that I love Austin. It's so tech heavy. When I was in L.A., it's so entertainment based and it's so superficial. I didn't live on the west side. So I feel like on the west side, Santa Monica, Venice, everyone I knew over there was like very much in tech. The startup culture, my neck of the woods, the east side is what you would call it of L.A. was not like that. So I wasn't around this. VC discussions and talks with investors. I met with a company yesterday who actually is interested in investing in like woman founded apps and tech. So that's uh, 
road that I'm looking to go down in the next six to 12 months. That being said, I'm incredibly intimidated by that. And the reason that I say that is because I don't know what I'm in for. Now, I've never crowdfunded. I've never raised money. I've never had investors. And so I was actually presented yesterday with an opportunity with someone who actually said that I think that they would take about 70% of the company to give you, I think it was between like $100,000 whether that's to build an app or expand on the mentor program. And so there's just a lot of factors involved in that. And I need to do a lot more research and understand and in this capacity, write a really strong and solid business plan for Mentor Match to make sure that it grows in the right way. Because you would never want to give up a certain amount of your company that you weren't prepared for to give up. Or even more so, you wouldn't want to lose sight of the end goal of what your overall brand is by taking the easy road out. I have a friend in Austin, actually, and she was really debating for a while. There was... Uh, two male investors who wanted to invest in your company and some of the terms in the contract to me really stood out like they wanted I think it was 50% of the company they can kick her out as CEO at any time it would no longer be a woman founded company and she ended up taking the deal and is really happy with that but I encouraged her through that process process to just remember and almost research and make sure that she wasn't taking the easy way out because if you're an entrepreneur and someone comes to you and is like I have a hundred thousand dollars here you go but I want 90% of your company well you have the possibility any entrepreneur does to make a hundred million dollars so if you're going to settle for 100000 because it's the easy way out, then you probably weren't meant to be an entrepreneur because you really got to be in this for the long run and you don't necessarily want too many other people involved with your company or having a part of it. So I'll keep you posted on the route that I think I'm going to end up going down. I certainly see it going down like the VC route for Mentor Match and the Summit program. I would like to after the next few summits. The Yukon one is officially February 25th and 26th. All the information is online about it. Would love to see any of you there. Please submit to speak. We love seeing those ideas. But I would like to, after these next few summits, get away from colleges. But when I started the Be Fearless Summit, I looked at colleges as kind of the easiest road to build a summit company. Now, I think I did that backwards because actually working with colleges is the hardest way to do it. And I waste a lot of time in negotiations and figuring out the spaces and getting them to say yes. Whereas if I were to do it on my own, I wouldn't have that. But I also wouldn't have the necessary ability to go into a school and be in front of X amount of students guaranteed that they would be there. And so that's really the concept behind that. Now, a lot of you might have seen that on my social media. I posted that I got this deal with Disney. And so what actually happened is months ago, I had been approached by another streaming platform, the biggest one out there, to apply for a show that's one of their most popular shows. Now, over the course of the past six months, I first applied when I was in L.A., I thought I was going to get this show. I every two days was hearing from the casting director I got asked for my passport information, what food I would want in the apartment when we were filming. Crazy. And so I had not let myself think that I had actually gotten it, but pretty much it looked like I had gotten it. Now, rejection is such a huge part of entertainment. So I was a part of my mind was like, until you really hear it, them say yes, you don't actually think you've gotten it. But over the course of the months, because it just seemed like it was so real and them asking for all this information and whatnot, all the main kind of key people in my life, my parents, um, my friends were getting really excited, I think, and under the expectation as well that I was going to be jetting off to England to film this show. Now, four months ago, probably, I had reached out to someone at this division of Disney. So when I signed with Radio Disney, I signed a one-year deal with them for an option to renew for a year. Now, I didn't renew for the year, and thankfully I didn't because had I, that would have like come right when COVID happened. So I almost got out of that show, which I loved. Um, but I got out of it right before they shut down and right before COVID because that would have been a disaster. So people, timing is 
key 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 but when I signed with Radio Disney the reason I signed with them is because they told me that I was going to get a show with ABC now this is not uncommon in this industry that it is full of promises that usually don't come through with people who are very high up in the industry so you kind of want to trust them Uh, but a lot of times it just doesn't come through in the way that you expect so when I left Radio Disney I remember feeling disappointed that it hadn't come through now because I'm a hustler and will not give up or take the word no as a final answer I decided a few months ago to go to this division of Disney based in New York. So Disney owns ABC. So it's actually ABC, which now has this partnership with Hulu, but it's a, it's a little bit different. So it's not like Disney Channel. It's ABC, but it's under like the Disney umbrella. So I went to Localish and I wrote an email and was like, you know, I was with Radio Disney. We had this idea for my show. It was supposed to actually go to Localish. Can we set a call? So there were three calls set and they kept getting rescheduled. The same thing happened actually when I was first supposed to meet with Disney. You're at the bottom of the totem pole. Like even though I already had a show, sure, maybe I'm successful. I am now more of a somebody than than I am than I was when I signed initially with Disney. You're getting like pushed to the bottom. They don't need to get on the phone with you. So the call kept getting rescheduled. And so finally I was like, I'm not taking no for an answer. And I contacted the guy the last, you know, the the last time and was like, look, I think I could actually make you guys a lot of money. So just get on the fucking phone with me. So we get on the we get on the phone and I asked the producer who's like the head guy there, you know, and told him a lot about Fearless Every Day and what I had wanted to do with Localish. And I also realized that this division of Disney is way more accepting to having branded partnerships. Now, I had worked in TV for so long. When I say worked, I mean, I was going on morning shows, getting sponsored by brands to talk about back to school fashion or young adult empowerment, whatever. So I have a super strong roster of brands that have hired me in some capacity to promote them. So I reached out to two of them, Zenny and Acorns. And when I talked to Disney on the phone, I said, look, if I were to bring a brand in, could this go faster? And he was like, of course, you know, if we had a brand who wanted to basically pay you to be the host, we could make this move very fast. Whereas when I signed with Radio Disney initially, it was not a branded show. So it moved very slow. It took about a year for us to come up with the idea, sign the contracts, edit the contracts, come up with how much they wanted to pay me, all of that. Whereas I knew that this would go faster because it comes down to money. So we had multiple different phone calls with two brands, Acorns and Zenny. And um, then I didn't hear back. And Disney, the guy at Localish was like, "Um, you know, I'll I'll be in touch if they want to pursue this. And I didn't push because I was like, I got so busy with the summit. I was like, I honestly don't even think right now I can even like go back and do what I did with Disney for the Radio Disney show and try and create my own show just because I just don't have the mental headspace to do it right now. So I was like, let's just let this die down for a bit, see what happens. I may sign to this other streaming you know, platform and I couldn't do both, whatever. So a few weeks ago, sitting in my apartment, I knew that I was supposed to hear on um by August 7th and August 7th that... 9.02 a.m. I get an email in my inbox that just is thank you so much for the past six months you didn't make the show like wish you the best of luck I was devastated I oh my god I I just remember sitting at my laptop and I reread the email so many times and then I deleted it and then I took it out of my inbox and then I called my mom and then I called my friend Jill and then I called my boyfriend and um everyone was really shocked I was because I all but a part of me also felt a little bit relieved because I hadn't really let myself think the show was going to come through but it just seemed like it was so at the end of the day it was very disappointing I always say take 48 hours whenever something happens like that to get like allow yourself to sit in your feelings, be a little bit sad. It's okay. There's no way that when you are truly disappointed in any 
area of your life that you can just be like, oh, okay, screw them. No, I was really frustrated. I had put a lot of, honestly, time and money into preparing for the casting calls. I got my hair and makeup done. I wanted to give myself the best shot of getting on this particular show and going to England to film, and it didn't happen, and you never have a reason why. I mean, I reached out to the casting director and was like, can you tell me why they didn't choose me? And he was like, no, we get no information, but like, sorry. And that sucks. So it's like, was it something I said? Was it the way that my hair looked? You never really know. And when you work though in this industry, you have to get used to you're never going to have closure. So you might as well stop trying. So by Monday morning, I'm feeling better, more optimistic, kind of like screw the streaming platform. I don't want to be on there anyway. I don't need them. They don't need me. Whatever's meant to be is meant to be. Two days later, I'm sitting in my apartment and my phone rings and it's the guy at Localish and he's like, Alexa, how are you? And I was like, hi, Michael, how are you? And he was like, great, I've, I'm doing great. I've got good news. Sorry, we went MIA. I had a baby. Um, can we fly you to New York on the 27th? They want to film. It's going to be a five hour shoot. Here's the entrepreneurs you're interviewing. This is what we're paying you. Um, you know, are you ready? And I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Not because this is so exciting. This is so exciting. But oh my God, because a week and a half ago, I had been so rejected or not even a week and a half ago. I think it was like four days before that. I had been so rejected. I had one of those moments where I'm like, why am I even doing this? I put so much energy in this to be rejected again. And now here I am. I waited. I didn't push and I got this new shot. So I just finished filming last Friday. It was amazing. They flew me there. They put me up in a hotel. Everything's covered. I also get paid. That's exactly what my, in theory, dream job is. Like that whole day, that whole experience. And I've done things like that before, but not necessarily like for TV is my, what I do best. Like I show up, I prepare, I know who I'm talking to, and then I get to go home. And it's like the same way that you might get up and go and work you know, your nine to five, I just get up, I show up to a shoot, I'm prepared to interview whoever, and then I get to go home. Now when I'm producing the podcast or even other things that I do, it's all me all the time. And so that part's kind of hard because it's like, I can't just turn this laptop off now when this podcast episode is done and it gets uploaded. No, I have to edit it and I have to mix it and then I have to like type to make sure that it gets added to the site. So all those kind of different things are just different, you know, compared to like if you're with a network. So we filmed this shoot. It was amazing. I interviewed these incredible girls, Coco and Breezy. They have a super similar story to me. So this was almost a pilot episode. So the brand came on and spent... X amount of money, thousands of dollars to use me as the host, these two girls who had a partnership with the brand as the subjects that I would interview. And now this will run on Localish and Hulu. So I also got picked up by an agent, which is incredible, Abrams Artist, which is now A3. And that's really cool. I never had an agent before. I was working with my manager, Eileen, for a while. Her and I really aren't working together anymore. We honestly weren't for a while. Like, she was not the right manager for me, but she really helped me throughout the Disney process because she had had other talent on Disney. But at the end of the day, she really didn't rep people who were, like, public figures or in any capacity, like, in the TV side of things like I do, and I'm not an actress. So uh, I actually was introduced to this agent, and they picked me up, and that's incredible. So the next steps now are he has a call with them on Tuesday to maybe see, okay, can we pursue with this fearless show for Localish without building a, a branded content concept around it or a branded content deal? Can we pursue with, like, Alexa Curtis doing something with Localish for this fearless concept that's a spinoff on the Radio Disney show that's not a branded content deal? Now, if they want to keep the brand on, it's fine. Or if a brand wants to sponsor something like this, that's fine. It's still the same amount of, like, attention and publicity and inspiration. It's just different because... 
like I am then required to say certain things. So even on that shoot on Friday, like there were certain things I had to say. So I'm able to be myself and authentic, but there's still also certain talking points. Whereas when I was at Radio Disney, there were no talking points. There was no brands. I didn't really have to memorize anything or like say anything specifically about like a, a pair of glasses or shoes. So it's just totally different, but I am so excited about this chapter. I'm really optimistic about it. You know, if they, if it doesn't come through and they don't want to pick up more episodes, then so be it. Something better will come. And I'm excited about this Yukon Summit that's happening in February. This is our first funded one. So I have done all of these summits prior to this February one free of charge. I've had sponsors, but I really don't net anything. Yukon has come on at $10,000, which actually is not a ton of money considering how much work goes into it. And I don't get paid in until afterwards so that's like six months here of almost debt I go into to put together graphics and hire people who help me come up with the panels and stuff uh, so it's going to be really interesting for me to work with a college in this capacity because they have so many requirements but I'm excited and I'm excited to use this college as my case study to hopefully be able to pitch it to other colleges and make sure that I get paid so that is what is happening now I have Really exciting stuff coming up and I'm really excited as well to continue to build on this mentorship page and this mentor match program. Now in the next few episodes, I've got other different guests. So I've got Nicole and Sarah from Marriage or Mortgage. We filmed that at the in Nashville in May. So they're super fun. I've actually also got a friendship expert that I'm having on. Now, when I spoke to um, Dr. Mike, so he's the friendship expert who you guys will see, I think in a few episodes, if not next week. I was talking to him when I had first moved here because I didn't have a lot of girlfriends and I felt like I was really struggling and I find that when I don't have necessarily like solid people around me to like call or hang out with I mean number one you get lonely so I was getting lonely but even more so than that I was kind of hanging out with people that I didn't even really want to hang out with just to give myself something to do and so over the past months I've learned a lot about friendships and what I'm looking for in friendships and also reminded myself and would encourage you guys to remember that not only do you not need a lot of friends, but you really don't need to settle for anything because you think it's the right thing to do or because you're alone. It's honestly better to be alone than it is to be surrounded by people you just don't want to be hanging out with. My therapist has really helped me through that because there was a few times since I moved to Austin and honestly, it's just a totally different city. Like I haven't, and I hadn't in so long kind of left somewhere and restarted my life like I did in Austin. And so I knew that I was going to face the insecurity and knowing that I didn't have as many girlfriends here as I have like my solid group in LA or even in New York. Uh, and so I learned a lot through that period. But most importantly, I kind of realized that I need to be way more direct with the friends that I make. And also though, take it a little bit slower. I have a tendency to get really excited when I like meet someone who I really vibe with and I'm like, oh my God, this person is so much like me. We're going to be great friends. And then I always get disappointed in the end. And so right now I'm trying to prepare myself and just constantly remind myself that I don't need to be best friends with someone I meet immediately because relationships, the same as it is with my boyfriend and I, really work well when you work on it over a period of time. You don't just jump right into it. And so a lot of the things in friendships go into your relationships when you're dating, whoever it is that you're dating. And so that's just a good thing to keep in mind. So I won't get too much into that, but I have now made a really solid group of friends here that I adore. And I think that we all really vibe together. And uh, I just am super thrilled and I think that it re should remind you guys to not not want to move to a new city, even if you're comfortable in the one you're living in solely because you're scared of restarting because there is that adjustment period. But once once you get over that hump and you feel more comfortable, 
it all just goes so much more smooth. So this is a bit of a shorter episode because it is a holiday. I want you guys to go and have fun, drink some rosé or have some coffee. I will keep you posted on this Disney and this new endeavor for me. Fingers crossed that they pick up more episodes and that's how it goes. I would love that. I, I would maybe have to like relocate to New York for a period of time, which I would totally be down to do. I don't ever let anyone, uh, you know, impact my decisions like career wise and I think that's maybe what I'm is a little bit unique about me is even though like when I travel sure I miss my boyfriend but like I just I know what my end goal is and he is very similar and has super strong end goals too and uh, I just think that I would never lose or want any of you guys especially to lose sight of that because you're in a relationship or because you have you know things you might be missing out on focus on what is going to get you to that next step all the time a lot of that is career and you need to stay really career focused through your 20s and really into your early 30s so that you can create the life that you want to live when you actually want to settle down and like have a family and not have to work as much you want to work forever because I love working but yes definitely you want to create a life for yourself that is more sustainable to where you can take vacation days whenever you want and whatnot so yeah that is uh that is it for this episode make sure to follow the new unfiltered on social media at at the new unfiltered as well as my personal social media which is at alexa underscore curtis and I look forward to seeing more of your submissions to speak at the Yukon summit I'm encouraging you to call in and leave me a voicemail every week with what you're dealing with, and I'm going to help you overcome it. So call 909-979-3291 and leave me a voicemail with what you're dealing with. Maybe it's about business, friendships, relationships, or even school. And if I can't help, I'll bring in an expert who can. So once again, call me at 909-979-3291 and let's talk.